It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to Cloud and Blue. My name is Dan Rowlandson. I'm joined by a special guest this afternoon to give us the lowdown on Moussa Diabe. It's Chris Williams, a Bundesliga journalist. Chris, how are you? Dan, thanks very much. I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you for, for joining us. Um, we do this for every new signing that we have at Aston Villa now where we kind of have a, a brief look at the player that Villa are getting from somebody who knows them better than, than we do, somebody that will have seen them play more often than, than I have. And we'll go through his best attributes, his strengths and weaknesses and those kind of things. First of all, before we get into all that, what's your kind of overall reaction to this signing, Villa pulling off a, a big kind of statement signing, it feels like? Yeah, it is. Obviously, they've paid uh, a good fee for him as well. Um, and, and yeah, and I think he's got a really good deal actually. His market value is probably a little bit below, but I think we know these days that clubs don't send to sell players for market value. They try and try to make a little bit what it's worth to the club. So I think you, although it's a, a hefty fee, I think Villa have got him for a really good price, especially um, for the type of player he is. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really good deal, I think, because a lot of clubs will have been looking at him and they have been looking at him for, for a while. I've been lucky enough to watch him. Um, since he moved from PSG to Bayer Leverkusen. And yeah, he's a really, really good player. I think he's got the strengths and the characteristics to do really well in the Premier League. Uh, sometimes Bundesliga players have struggled to adapt over. If you look at Timo Werner, uh, Kai Havertz to some extent, uh, Jaden Sancho at Manchester United has struggled a bit. But um, I think Mr Diaby is a perfect fit um, for a team like Villa who are flying under or who were flying under a great manager at the back end of last season. New managers come in. I think it's part of Ryan Emery's um, model and I think he's going to fit it really well. I think you can all be uh, excited. I'll, I'll be excited to see him in the Premier League. Devastated to see him leave the Bundesliga. We can see a lot of excellence of talent, but you guys can be very excited, I think. Yeah, somebody that you mentioned who, who's maybe struggled coming over from the Bundesliga, Leon Bailey at Aston Villa, and that's somebody yeah, we'll talk on a, a little bit later as well. We did a podcast a couple of days ago where it's kind of getting used to Villa shopping in different markets. So when they were first promoted, it was the likes of Trezeguet and El Ghazi for, for 10 million or so. A couple of seasons ago, it was Leon Bailey, Emmy Wendier for 25, 30 million. Now we're shopping in this different bracket of Diabe, Jal Felix has been mentioned on loan, things like that. It's, it's a different level for Villa to get used to, but it's a sign of, of an ambitious club that Villa don't just want to be in Europe for one season and go, well, that was good, but you know, we'll go back to being mid-table again. They want to kind of recruit uh, in, a, in a positive manner to go, no, we want to attack this and we want to be a, um, a mainstay in European football. Yeah, it is. And I think this is a sign in that can um, sort of testify to that. Obviously, Diaby's got experience in Champions League, the Europa League, so he brings that European quality to come mm. through um, and he'll bring that experience as well to a side. And yeah, to me, it just smacks that Emery's looking to build a side to to push on. And as we've seen last season especially, you get the traditional big six 
if a couple of them have a poor season, that leaves the, the, the room for others to come. I don't think there is a big six in the Premier League anymore. I think you're looking at a big eight or nine. There's clubs that have got money to spend. There's clubs that have got great managers and looking to play really good football. So everybody, there's eight, nine teams fighting for four slots. That, of course, doesn't work, which then makes the competitions below it just as important, I think. Um, I think in the, in England and maybe in the UK, Scotland as well, the Europa League and the Conference League have been scoffed at quite a bit. But I think we saw West Ham's run last year to the final and winning it. That is actually a decent trophy and it builds on experience and it lets you get into the higher level. And then if you win that, you get into the higher level as well. There's multiple routes into the Champions League these days as well. So I think it's all good for Aston Villa that you know, this is the type of signing that you want to make. Um, I think it should strike a little bit of fear into teams around um, where you want to finish. So look at anywhere from fourth down to eighth. And I think Aston Villa are in that fight now. They've got a really good manager and they're building a great squad. Um, and you could finish fourth, could finish eighth. It's, it's up for grabs, I think. Um, but yeah, this is the type of player I think Villa would need to recruit. Um, and he hopefully should then attract the same level of quality. Well, if he's going there, you know, perhaps I'd like to go there. And you're now fighting Liverpool, Newcastle, um, Manchester United to some extent. Arsenal have been tipped for the RB for quite a few seasons and, and Villa have come in. And, and got it done and signed him. And yeah, it, it's uh, it's a good sign, I think, for Villa. Yeah, it's a very good transfer for, for Villa already with Yuri Tielemans on a free, Pau Torres for, for 30-odd million and, and now Diabe as well. Just checking his age there, I thought he was 24 and it's only just recently 24 as well in the last couple of weeks. It's obviously a good age for a player with still loads of potential and room to grow. It kind of feels like one of those signs that as much as it's an expensive one and something that Villa aren't used to in terms of breaking their transfer record, if this was one of those other clubs that Villa are competing with, Newcastle, Liverpool, Spurs, whoever around that kind of bracket, you'd go, that's a good sign. Like, I'm jealous of that. I wish we could have that kind of clout to, to get somebody like that to us. It almost feels like, again, again, I don't know where I'm getting this from, but it feels a very Liverpool signing. Like, you know, when they had like Salah, Mane, and they, they need mm. to replace those guys at some point. You kind of identified Diabe even a couple of years ago, coming through 22, 23. He'd be a good Liverpool signing for 30, 40 million euros. So for Villa to have kind of swooped past any competition and gone, yeah, we'll have him, shows the attractiveness of Villa as a club and Unai Emery as well as a coach. And yeah, it feels like a big deal, this one. Yeah, and I think it is, as I said earlier, it's a sign that Villa are going in the right trajectory. Mm -hmm. you know, they're historically a very big club, um, European Cup winner, of course. So, you know, you've got your table there, or you've got your seat at the top table. You've earned that over the past. Um, a, a little bit not as bad as Forrest, but you've had your bad times. And now you look to be looking back at the good times. And, and yeah, I think you should be looking forward now. I think it's always good. Clubs that look backwards tend to stagnate for a little bit. You should be looking forward and... I think you've got the you got the right manager who had a really bad time at Arsenal. I think a lot of people took the mick out of him, especially the way he spoke, which I think is very strange because he's a he's a foreign guy and he speaks very good English. And mm -hmm. I know, you know I struggle myself going to Germany. There's not that many English people who translate uh, very well when they go abroad. So I think managers like Emery should be applauded and appreciated when they come over and they try immediately to settle in and to um, to get themselves in the club and get themselves in the environment. And he looks at got a few friends who are Villa fans. Um, and they're really impressed with him, um, and mm -hmm. I think they should be. Uh, he's obviously he's got really good pedigree, um, not just from his time in England, but also with his time in Spain. So yeah, a, a good capture, and now a manager or a coach that looks to be bringing in the right type of players, and he's getting backed by your board as well, which of course is something that fans from across the Premier League they're either really happy with the board or, or they absolutely hate them. Seems to be no in the middle. Um, so I think you guys can be quite happy with what your board's doing at the minute. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, definitely. We're in a uh, feels like a special place as Villa fans at the moment. We just want to keep riding that crest of a wave. And it does feel like, we, I mean, we've had these conversations on the podcast a lot about like success feeling inevitable with Villa at some point. And it's a silly thing to say with how quickly football changes, but they're kind of putting all the building blocks in place that you could foresee Villa winning something at some point in the next two or three years if you know we continue this trajectory, of course. Just talk me through what Diabé brings, what kind of player is he, what's his kind of key attribute. feels like from the, the YouTube highlight reels I've seen, raw pace is something that Villa have been crying out for and he is rapid. Yeah, he is. And, and raw pace is the best thing to describe him as. And he's not just a player that can run, he's also a very clever player. Mm. Uh, I think... What I may have said a couple of seasons ago is he had raw pace for a little end product um, when he was at Bayer Leverkusen first, but obviously he's a, he was a lot younger then. Uh, mm. But he's worked on that and with a different coach, especially Peter Bosch. I tweeted out yesterday that I was lucky enough to spend a couple of days at Bayer Leverkusen in their Champions League campaign um, in and around their fixture with Juventus, and they played a derby match um, against Cologne um, on, the, on the Saturday after that. Uh, midweek fixture and I was lucky enough to, to be able to watch them train and, and to be hosted by the club and Diaby spent extra time once everybody else had gone in because Peter Bosch had obviously identified some key specifics that he wanted him to work on and that's what he did he worked on them in his own time when the rest of his teammates were getting a shower and getting ready to go home so you got yourself a player who is team focused and coach focused mm. um, but yeah he has got that raw talent he, he, one-on-ones dribbles um, very very good as I say, it was he'd always whip past his player, get to the byline, and then you're five out of ten. What was the end product? He's worked on that a, a lot in the last few seasons. He's also worked on where he can play. So when we first saw him, he was an out and out winger, and now he can play more in that forward line. So he can be left hand side, or he, in fact, he can play in any one of the three positions of a of a three forward line. So he can play as a winger, or he can play as a as a wide forward. All depends how Emery wants to play. And then of course he's versatile enough to play in the centre. So I don't think he will play there, but if you've got injuries or if um, tactics dictate, he can play in the centre of midfield as well as the wide areas. And he could also play, I'd say, in more of a dropped position from the forward, so more of a 10 mm. role, but it's certainly not his strength. But he's got that versatility that I think every club needs in a Premier League um, to be able to spring surprises on the top clubs or the clubs that are fighting above them and to be also to be able to offer a plan B. Um, and he gives all that. He's a very, very good player, technically um, gifted, um, but in the last few seasons, what we've really seen is he starts to use his brain a lot more. So he's also a very intelligent player now, um, which makes him sort of a complete package, I think. You know, Emery's almost like the perfect head coach to to kind of learn your game off if you're willing to put the, the time in. It's interesting you mentioned like the different positions because we're all kind of thinking that Villa maybe need two forward signings, like an out-and-out striker as well. But if we can sign Diabé, who can play 
off the right hand side or in the centre as well. Villa played a, a second striker effectively, and it was one of Bailey, Buendia, whether we see Diaba playing off the right, which I would suspect we would. But if he could fill in as that kind of second striker role off Ollie Watkins, or like you say, even replace Ollie Watkins if he is injured, God forbid, who's not had an injury in however long, that's a, a nice bit of versatility to have as well. Tell me about his, his personality a little bit. Oh, there's a tiny little insight there into like his kind of hard work rate and staying behind uh, for training. It feels like, and I've said this in the Torres video as well, Villa recruit good people as well is how it feels. Good kind of personalities for dressing room. It's not just about footballing ability. You want kind of nice, intelligent individuals and good humans to be at the club as well to represent Aston Villa. Does DRB tick those boxes as well? Yeah, he does. He's a very pleasant guy. Um, I wouldn't say he's very nice because sometimes I think nice people don't win things. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he, you know, he's done a lot in his career. So I think he's got his head screwed on and he's a nice, amenable guy. But um, if it's not particularly, if the game's not going particularly well or you need someone to grab the game by the scruff of the neck in the area that he's in, he's very up for that. So he's not just nice. He can roll, it's a terrible cliche, but he can roll his sleeves up and get involved whenever he wants. So you, you're getting that as well. Nice. But he's a very personable person. Um, always speaks very well uh, when he's done uh, pitch side duties or um, in the tunnel area afterwards when the, when the guys are coming out in Germany. There's normally a, a, a small mix zone um, outside the changing room area. And he's always very personable, always very happy to chat. Um, likes to, I wouldn't say toe the party line, but he won't give you anything um, that's going to write your headline. So he's not a troublemaker, far nowhere near a troublemaker. He, he just seems the type of guy when he's been at Bayer Leverkusen that he's happy to be there. He's happy to play regular football um, and he's very personal about it. So if you're looking for someone to, uh, to to come in and start to immediately gel with teammates around him and somebody who's not going to rock the boat, somebody who's going to be focused on what he wants to do, he's definitely that type of player. And I think all teams need that. Sometimes occasionally you need a superstar. He's got a bit of uh, a chip on his shoulder, but no, he's not that. He'll come in and he'll do his job and he'll do it very well and it'll be very work, uh, very hard working. I never really like to dwell on this part of the show too much, but we always have to look at kind of one negative or one downside just for, for balance of what's his pros and what's his cons. Uh, I saw somebody on Twitter, I'm not sure it was you, somebody, another journalist, I think, describe him as a Lamborghini going forward, but a rusty old banger going backwards. Is that his kind of <laughs> worst trait that he won't track back and things like that? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he's a rusty old banger. That might be a little bit <laughs> harsh, um, but... Uh, he's had the luxury uh, by Leverkusen of not maybe having to drop back as much because they play a, a really high press and they've got midfielders behind and defensive midfielders who fill in that gap. But yes, mm. he, he has on occasion um, been guilty of losing his man in transition or after the transition not being able to get back and, and, and get his man. Um, and if we do a fast break, can he recover from that quickly? But he's been working on that. I, I would say maybe for his first couple of seasons, 100%. You, I wouldn't put him in the lazy bracket, but I'd mm. put him in the wasn't quite as interested in defending as he was in attacking. Um, now I think he, he's a little bit older. Obviously, he's mid-20s and he's slowly starting to reach those prime years that he, he knows what he needs to do. And I think Emery's the type of coach that will expect the same level of discipline going forward as the same level of discipline coming back. If he's given a job um, to track back, to bring his marker, to work hard on the edge of the own box in order to break to reach the opponent's box... Uh, or the side ends, he, he'll he'll do that. But yeah, uh, rusty old banger is a bit harsh, I think. Uh, maybe yeah. if he's a Lamborghini going forward, maybe he's, uh, he's just a bog standard focus getting back, but he's working on it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. 
From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, that's good. And again, Emery is somebody that will, um, will kind of hammer that into him and his coaching staff as well. It's interesting the, the way he fits into Villa. And again, this is only just dependable on what we saw Villa play last season. Alex Moreno left back was bombing forward and playing with Jacob Ramsey really high at the pitch. And as um, Matty Cash or whoever was right back, Ashley Young as well, a lot of the time would drop in with Conter and Mings and almost become a back three. That kind of plays into Diabe's weaknesses a little bit that if he's not going to track back, you at least you know that you've got the right back, he's going to stay behind you and not be overlapping all the time. So if he'll play the same way they did last year, there's probably a, a kind of a, a nice balance now that you know if we're attacking down the left with Ramsey and the fullback and down the right, we now have Diabe as the outlet. That kind of makes sense. Is that where you see... In fit, I don't know how much you saw Villa, but is that where you see him fitting in straight into the first team on that right-hand side? Oh, yeah. He's an instant starter. I think if you're going to pay that sort of money, he's going to be an instant yeah. starter. But he is um, he is ready. The only thing I'd say, and it's with any Bundesliga player coming over, Bundesliga is quite similar to, to the Premier League in the style of tactics. But people who don't watch any other league apart from the Premier League, I think sometimes they forget how fast it is and how competitive a league it is. And players do need time to fit. Um, not everybody's going to be Erling Haaland and come straight in and you know set the world on fire. He's a generational talent. I think if he'd come from um, Molde to Manchester City straight away, you'd get the same answer. You'd need to go to Salzburg or Dortmund. He, he was he was ready. Diaby might need a few games to get used to it. Might need a month or so. Um, and we've seen with other coaches when they bring players from the Bundesliga, they don't tend to drop them in. They tend to maybe drip feed them in for the first month. Um, if Aston Villa don't have that luxury, fans shouldn't get frustrated if for his first couple of games, he's just trying to find his feet in the league. But once he does find his feet, he'll be absolutely fine. But yeah, I'd expect him to start um, straight away, especially for that. Uh, and also in his experience, not just domestic experience, but European experience as well. Um, and cup uh, run experience. He's He's got a player who's got it all. So he should be, uh, I, I wouldn't say first name on the team sheet but he'll be up there do you think there's anything in his game that will make him struggle to adapt or is it just the the Bundesliga versus Premier League thing I genuinely think he's got everything uh, you know in his toolbox if you want to call it that to be successful mm. in the Premier League I just think sometimes players who come um, from Germany uh, 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 they watch the Premier League of course everybody watches the Premier League and they'll see oh yeah it's quite a fast maybe it's a little faster than our league but I think we've seen with players who've come over and struggle to adapt maybe they haven't thought wow, I didn't really expect it to be this higher level of competition. Mm. And genuinely, he doesn't have that many negatives. And his main negative he's worked on, which for me anyway, was end product. Talk to me a little bit then just to end about his relationship with Leon Bailey. Villa Twitter accounts posting photos of DRB and Bailey together in goal celebrations from Bayer Leverkusen going, oh, let's reignite this for Aston Villa. I don't know how the two play together in terms of on the pitch at the same time for Bayer Leverkusen, but obviously for Villa so far, Bailey has played off the right more often than not or in that second striker role. So if he's going to continue to do that, these guys aren't, it's unlikely they're going to play in the same team. Can Diabe reignite Bailey a little bit? Because he's he struggled, I think it's fair to say, over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I mean, of course, they'll know each other from past, so there'll be that relationship there that they can build off the pitch and hopefully translate that to on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he'll reignite him as such, or maybe they'll get the they'll get the best out of each other, but they'll already have an understanding of how they like to play. And if they're on the pitch at the same time, 
they'll of course be able to slip back into the old workings that they've had when they're playing either in the Bundesliga or one of the cup competitions that they played in together. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd expect um, I'd expect them to work well together again. I don't know, as I say, if they're going to uh, help each other and maybe reignite Bailey's fortunes, but um, it's definitely a player that can adapt, not just to Leon Bailey, but can adapt to all the players around him um, and can maybe help not raise their game as such, but take them on. I think you ask any football player, um, when a new player comes in and they start playing well, it does give everybody a little lift. And mm. um, I think that's what uh, Emre and the Villa coaching staff, and of course all Villa fans will be be asking for, is can he come in and, and lift that and get Villa off to a good start in the season? And that's the sort of thing you want to do. These days you need to get off to a good start and, and carry on. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll be up for that, whether Leon Bailey's playing on the same pitch as him or whether they're just together in training. So if you had to give a message then to end this show for, for Villa fans of it be excited, but also be patient. Is what I've taken away from this 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Be excited because he's a fantastic player. And once he's settled and once he's happy, you'll see a player who's very willing to take other players on. He's very willing not just to try his luck from distance, but also link up with players around him when he can. And one that will spread the play. But yeah, just be patient. Um, I think sometimes Premier League fans aren't patient because they see a lot of money played for a player and they expect instant returns and sometimes it can be a challenge but he settled well when he came over from France to Germany so I I can't see why he wouldn't settle again Lovely stuff Chris, thank you very much for your time it's very much appreciated I'm sure all the fans watching this will will, will thank you as well if they want to go and follow you on Twitter for more insight into what you do I'll link that down below Uh, thanks everyone for watching this or listening on Spotify we're back with John Townley over the weekend he's in Washington at the moment on Villa's pre-season training camp so we'll check in with him and and do a QA and a or something and get his verdict on the DRB deal as well Uh, Chris thank you very much for your time thanks everyone for watching and we'll see you again soon